Welcome to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. I'm on a heartfelt mission through the art of conversation and storytelling to inspire women to pursue their creative entrepreneurial journey with reckless abandon. I'm your host, Taylor, a six-figure photographer and business coach based in Colorado. I'm a right-brain mompreneur to two toddler boys, devoted deep conversation holder, and your personal alpaca cuddle liaison. My hope is that you leave our time together feeling empowered and energized to build your dream life. Learn more at fearlessvampire.com. When and how to start using paid marketing is something that all of us struggle with as entrepreneurs. Like the whole spend money to make money feels like a really hard concept to wrap our heads around, especially when we're earlier on in our journey with business. So I'm really excited to be hosting this one-on-one coaching call with one of somebody that I just love and adore, one of my former students, Melina Taylor. Melina, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Taylor. I'm so excited. Yay. Will you introduce yourself and share a little bit about yourself? I already know you, but I would love for all of our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. So my name's Melina and uh, my business is Melina Taylor Photography. I'm based in Denver, but I spend most of my time in the mountains whenever I can. I'm a wedding and elopement photographer, and this past year, I've been focusing on pivoting a little more towards destination weddings and elopements. I'm so excited for you. So Melina was one of my uh, Launch to Livelihood students in 2021, and it's been really cool to see the journey that you're on because you actually got laid off way earlier than you were expecting to. That was something that you wanted to do was to go full-time with photography. But it's funny how the universe has different plans for us and you just kind of got thrown into it really unexpectedly. Can you share a little bit about that, what that experience was like? Yeah. So I remember early on in the Launch to Livelihood, you had asked me where I saw myself in a year. And I said, I wanted to quit my job and be a full-time photographer. And about six months later, I ended up getting laid off, which... Everybody, when I tell them that, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. But it was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me because then I really had to focus on my business and that was what I wanted. So thanks, universe. And yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's not easy and it's scary, but um, it's awesome and I love it. And I feel a lot more present and focused and it's great. I'm really proud of you. You, you handled that like a champ. I mean, it's a, it's really unsettling for your manifestations to come in a lot faster than you were expecting them to. And especially when it feels like it's not on your own turf, but you handled that with so much grace and enthusiasm. And I'm, I'm just really proud of how you, how you settled into that life really quickly. Thank you. Yeah. So So today, um, I had asked Melina what one of the questions was that she wanted to talk about. And you said, how do I get started with Google ads? So gosh, using paid marketing is so it's, it feels kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Like you just hope that it sticks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I've just heard from a lot of people that Google ads is a lot more bang for your buck as opposed to like Instagram and Facebook ads, which is what I started doing first and wasn't seeing any results. So now I'm trying to do a lot more Google ads. 
Yeah, so that that was going to be one of my first questions was why Google over like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest even. Why why Google over the other platforms? And and I'll I'll preface this with saying that Melina, you got really clear on who your dream client was, you know, whenever we, you were we were in the course together. You got super clear on who that dream client was. So I I imagine that was probably a factor that played into why you chose Google over the other platforms, but go ahead and and share why. Yeah, definitely. So someone who's better at marketing than me uh, told me, (laughs) you know, when people are searching for a service or a photographer, most of the time they're searching on Google, you know, they're Googling Colorado alumni photographer or whatever. And Facebook ads and Instagram ads are good, but most of the time when people are scrolling Instagram and Facebook, they're not really actually searching for a service. So to put more money into the Google ads, you're getting more people who are actually searching for what you're selling. So that's why I kind of changed over to that. Yeah, that's a really great point. I'm um, taking, I just hired a Facebook ads manager one of the things that I am learning is that with Google, there's a lot of intentionality behind it and they're typically ready to book as opposed to Facebook and Instagram. You're more offering exposure like, Hey, this is something I never thought about. And so with photography, yeah, it depends. Are you, are you in the relationship building phase where you're just trying to get exposure and get people to notice you? Or are you in the action taking phase where you're like, I need people who are ready to commit so I think that that was a really smart move on your part to focus on Google. And I would love to know, Melina, where have all your other couples found you? Like what, what were some of those, you know, veins that they came in from your, your, your previous couples that you booked? I want to say 95% of my business comes from referrals, which is amazing. That it's amazing. That, yeah. That's, that's the dream, right? Right, right. And Yeah, that means whoever I've served recommended me. And that's like a surefire way to get hired because someone they know liked you and they were able to see what you did for them. And then the other 5% have been just random people who found me on Instagram. And yeah, like you were saying, the exposure, I think with Facebook and Instagram, you get a lot more exposure when you boost your posts or when you do your ads there because people are scrolling and if they like what they see they'll follow you. But yeah, it's just been a little bit harder to convert that way. Right, for sure. No, I, I totally understand that. And Melina, I'm I'm on your blog right now. You have some really incredible, incredible blogs. Have you done anything with those? Have you boosted them to kind of start to get that exposure? Or have you put them on Pinterest? Because I think I do think your your clients are probably chilling on Google and Pinterest more than anything, because they are looking to elope. They're looking for information, which is something that I think would be a really great blog for you to do. Is like you know top five places where you don't need a permit to elope in Colorado, or some more of those educational blogs. Um, but have you done anything with your blog specifically yet? No, not really. I've just been, you know, catching up on creating those posts. And then um, once I'm all caught up, I definitely want to get those outside of my website using Pinterest. I always post them on Facebook too, when I finish them. And then a lot of people who follow me there will find them. And then the SEO, I've been working on that too, like adding a lot more 
keywords to my blog posts, doing the alt text on the images, the SEO on the blog post itself. And I feel like that I used to not do that. And that's definitely helped get them seen. But yeah, there's there's so much you can do with that. And I'm definitely I'm still getting started with that. But that's definitely on my to do list. Right, right. And we've talked about this before, but like the the website's great as is, but then the blogs are like the meat and the fat on your website that like help you get through this this lull season, this winter season. When you've got blogs, they're constantly working for you and bringing in more people and more inquiries. So yeah, I totally encourage you to to keep going on those blogs for that organic traffic from Google. But also one of the things that I noticed, Melina, is the 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 Aspen blog that you have up has 279 words or 269 words. And Google really loves to see anywhere between 1,500 and 2,500 words for that organic traffic. And so okay. you already have the bulk of the work done. And so if there, you know, there's a few different ways where you can get more of that copy in there, but that would just just driving organic traffic, of course, it's that's not paid traffic. But that would really help, I think, with that organic traffic. And then maybe pinning some of the images on Pinterest, because Google and Pinterest kind of have babies together. They have like a fun little relationship where like, Google always wants to showcase Pinterest first, their favorite child. And then, you know, and then they'll start doing other blogs and stuff. Or, or, you know, other other people's websites. But I do know um, Ivy was in your group with the Launch to Livelihood. And then Val, who you have not met, both Ivy and Val just started running Google ads as well for their business. And they're seeing um, incredible results from it. Have you talked to either one of them? Have you reached out to Ivy yet? Yeah, I reached out to Ivy. And she told me that the, and the, and this is a great idea too, she asks her clients you know, how they found her Mm -hmm. to kind of like track what's working for her. And the thing that's working best for her is the specific keywords. Like she is in, she is a LGBTQ plus photographer. And when people search that she comes up. And so one of the things I was going to ask you about in the podcast today is what are some like more specific keywords I could use? Because obviously I'm using Colorado elopement photographer, but that's not that specific. And even adventure right. elopement is not that specific. So I'm just, I'm trying to come up with more specific keywords that will drive me to the right people. Right. So I'm on your website right now, Melina. I feel like, so your couples are definitely adventurous. Definitely go with the flow, but nobody's going to look for like, go with the flow photographer in Colorado. (laughs) So trying to figure out those keywords is is really challenging because you want to be unique enough that you stand out to people, but you also don't want to be so unique that nobody's searching for it. And so I'm on the Uber suggest website right now, which we've, we've, I I think I shared with you before. I just want to see I'm just looking up edgy wedding photographers in Colorado because I think that your work is really edgy. I think your couples are really edgy and not just edgy and like what you wear and look like, but like you shoot with film as well. Like that's something that you bring to your business. And I think that that's a really cool element of your business. So edgy didn't show up, believe it or not. No one's looking for edgy photographers in Colorado. 
How about unique? Because I think you've got a lot of unique couples. And so there's a lot of it is just doing research on like a few tweaks that you could make that would really break. I mean, like, how would you describe your couples? Uh, basically what you, you just said, you know, adventurous, chill, funky, fun, loving. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because everybody's so different. It's hard to you right, know, make an right. umbrella. And same with the keywords, you know, we want to be under these umbrellas that people are searching, but we do want to be unique. So yeah, that's just one of the challenges we've been having with these ads. Right. And I, I, I don't think it would be a bad idea, Melina, for you to stick with the adventure because that, that is what people are going to be searching for, but they're going to click on your ad because of the words that are sticking out to them, like funky, adventurous, and you know, spontaneous or fun loving couples. Um, I think that those words are going to speak directly to them. And if you could fall under the umbrella of this, of these adventure sessions, that would be really wonderful. I also think that, so we've, we talked about this in the course, but people will read about seven words. That's the max of what you have to captivate them with. And so any headlines that you're choosing to represent your brand, I would really encourage you to stick between five and seven words. Like you could even try like a film photographer, like film photographer for edgy couples, you know, like. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned that I should use film photographer as one of my keywords because some people really appreciate film and look for someone who does both digital and film. Right. And that's also something I've been trying to incorporate into my brand to set me apart. So that's a great idea. I'm definitely going to use that as a keyword. I think that would really bring a lot more people to me. Where are you sending them? Are you sending them to your homepage on your website? Yes, but I am working on another ad with a landing page for Iceland elopements. And then that, like you said, with the blogs. So that landing page is going to be like, you know, just a couple quick things, what you'll get with me when you hire me, a couple pictures of Iceland pricing, and then how to elope in Iceland blog post linked on there. The Iceland elopement that I did over the summer linked on there. So yeah, that will have a a specific landing page. And then that was another thing I wanted to ask you about today too, was what should my landing page be like for just a basic Colorado elopement ad? Yeah. Do you have a Google Analytics set up for your website? Okay, so what I would do then, Melina, is I would look and see what page people are clicking on first. Because for us, when people land on our homepage, the first page they go to is the pricing page. Yeah. Before they look at who we are, what our portfolio looks like, they go to the investment page. Would I send people straight to our investment page? I don't know. I would probably create like a separate landing page with like a few images and then like looking for pricing, click here and just kind of drive them with like a picture of us, maybe some braggy awards that we won. I don't know. It depends on what we'd be running it for or not awards, but like as seen in like Rocky Mountain Bride, you know, on the Boca podcast or wherever we've been. Right. Um, I think that that could work. I typically don't suggest just sending people to your homepage, but with Google ads, people kind of expect it. Right. Right. And then I've also rebuilt my homepage based on the data I've been gathering from my Google ads and my Google analytics, you know, seeing, okay, my bounce rate's super high. Why are people leaving my homepage right away? 
without like looking at other stuff. And then, so I kind of reworked that whole thing and it's definitely a lot less stuff on there now. And it has a, a lot more clear call to actions. And I've definitely noticed a drop in my bounce rate and people are going to my about me page more often now to read more about me. People are going to the pricing page more often to like find out more. And so, yeah, it's just kind of tweaking here and there. What's working, what's not working, asking yourself, why isn't this working? Take a look at it again. And this is like so much work and we've done it throughout the course. That was everybody's least favorite thing was working on the website. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes forever. And everybody spent so much freaking time on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is like a dance. I mean, it is so much like a dance because what you think people want and what people are showing you that they actually want are, is always different. And yeah. so I commend you for, instead of just being like, screw it, none of it works, I'm just done, going, okay, I know this is a small tweak. Yeah. What is not working? And by making these small tweaks, it's making a big change in, yeah, yeah, not just how long, somebody listening might be like, why does it matter how long they're on your website? Well, it matters because that that is data going back to Google saying this site is worth being on or this site is not worth being on. Right. Prioritize it or bump it. And so by you looking at the that data and doing something with it is amazing. So I'm curious right now, how long have you been running the ads for Melina? Uh, my most recent one, just a week. Okay. Cause it takes, I'd say give it at least one month, one to three months, because Google's going to get smarter and smarter right. and smarter as it sees who clicks on it, who submitted a contact form. Like it's reading every step that this per that these people are doing whenever they click on it. It's reading yeah. how long did they stay on it? What page did they go to? Did they send a contact form? And if they did, then they're, then Google knows to push it out to more people like that. Yeah, definitely. And so it's going to take about, a yeah, at least a month for it to read and understand who's clicking on it and why, what time they're clicking on it, like if they're on a tablet, a smartphone, or a computer. And so it's just going to get smarter. I had accidentally set up a Google ad back in like 2015. I don't know how I did it. I don't know why I did it, but I set it up for family portraits in Breckenridge. Oh my gosh. I had to, I finally had to call Google, which was no help at all, but I called Google and I was like, I have to turn this ad off because I'm getting too many bookings and I, I don't want to keep driving to Breckenridge every night. And so it eventually just really took off and I was not expecting that. But it's, they're, they're so easy to do that I accidentally set one up and didn't know how to turn it off. So like, that's how easy they are to set up versus Facebook is pretty gregarious to run a Facebook ad. But I think, I definitely think you're in the right, in the right place. How many weddings do you want to book this year, Melina, for 2023? At least 15. 15, perfect. So I've been hearing across the board from elopement photographers, wedding photographers, that people are really slow to book this year. And you have that natural clientele anyway, because a lot of times, I mean, yeah, some people plan elopements with nine months in advance. Sometimes they do not. And they book it with, you know, a few weeks or a couple of months in advance. And so I do think that I do know that that's going to happen for you, but I do, I don't want you to worry because, <laughs> be, because it hasn't happened just yet, because yeah. I do think this year, for some reason, people are pretty slow to book and commit. Yeah, definitely. That's why I, I think why I was really focusing on getting that ad out this month is because it's, you know, it's a new year. People are starting to think about their wedding this year. 
And so I'm patiently waiting for those inquiries to come in. And I appreciate you saying that because yeah, I am a little nervous and worried. But yeah, I think with all the work I've been doing, I think it's definitely better than just, you know, sitting there not running ads, hoping someone refers me. <laughs> right. Well, and you've been killing it on social media, Thank Melina. You. I would say like, if, if you hadn't posted in like six months, I'd be like, <laughs> you could focus on some organic stuff for a little bit, but you've been killing it, which is great. Cause you're, you've been laying this foundation. Right. Yes. And so I definitely think you're, you're at a point in your business where you could be and should be focusing on paid advertising and just seeing what works. But I think one of the things too that I think would be really beneficial for you is creating some helpful blogs, uh, things that are going to establish you as an expert because there's this huge learning curve, right? Like you shoot three elopements and you're like, oh my gosh, I've learned so much about elopements, my head's going to explode. And so getting that information out to really help people, I think having some more of those educational, helpful blogs is going to be huge. And even if you did like a helpful blog, but you did a video face to camera of you recording yourself like, hey, thanks for being here. I know that eloping is really scary, especially if you're coming in from out of state. I mean, you're such a personable person that I think having like a quick one minute to two minute video on a blog of like, I'm here to help. I'm here to support you. Here's like, you know, the best places to elope in Colorado in the fall. Here's where you can elope in Iceland. Like, what does it look like to elope in Iceland? Do you need a permit? Like doing a little intro video and then sending them into the copy and to read and look at the pictures would be really helpful. But I do think that even on your homepage, like you establishing yourself about why you're the expert, like even having a section where it says like, I know why you're here, dot, dot, dot. You're here because, and then fill in the blank. Like, why don't they want to have a big wedding? Why is eloping so appealing? Why is Colorado or, you know, elsewhere so appealing? I think establishing yourself a little more as that expert is going to be really, really helpful for, for you. And even doing like face to camera reels. Like I think, I don't know how long reels can be now, but I think that would be really cool to do like a face to camera reel. Yeah. I, I finally made my peace with reels and I love making them now. And (laughs) you're so right about the helpful stuff. Cause I am, I'm working on a ton of blogs. I have like a whole list of all these like lists of lists that are going to be in my blog. Oh yeah. And, um, And I've noticed that I did do one reel slash TikTok about like all the steps, how to elope in Iceland legally. And, you know, it's like the first reel where I'm talking as the audio and not just using like some trendy song or whatever. And that reel did really, really well, even though it's boring. It's boring. It's like, it's me just talking, talking about like, is it the one with 12,000 views? No, no, that's, that's the one where my sister is talking me up behind the camera. Oh, yay. (laughs) She knows what she wants. She knows what she wants. She's going to get it. I love, I I wish your sister could be my hype woman at every, every wedding. Well, that's so funny too. Cause like that, that was my most famous reel. It got like over 12,000 views and like, well, it actually kept going. It was Instagram. I don't get the algorithm. But I kept telling her, nobody like, does. <laughs> there's so many views. And she's like, oh, my God, I hate that. I hate my voice. And I'm like, well, I like it because it's making me famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exploit your sister. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Something, but... Melina, that I think would be helpful, too, is your Instagram is awesome. But your reels, I think if you could do some text over your reels, 
so that we know what they're about. Like if I'm just scrolling on your page, if I could see like how to elope in Iceland, I would have clicked on that real quick. Um, but just having some copy maybe just to like, just a quick description of what it's about, which you can do that in Canva. You're so right. Pretty easily. <laughs> Yeah, you're so right. But I think having um, having more of the helpful stuff. And I mean, people love face to camera. Like my biggest stuff on TikTok is always face to camera or me doing audio over something. People love that because they feel a much deeper connection to you. And you've been going at it with the reels. And I'm proud of you because I love seeing your face. But I do think having that audio and just talking to the camera of like, hey, I'm going to share quickly five ways that we can, you know, make a great day out of a rainy elopement, like how how I would shoot a rainy elopement. You know, my gear can handle it. If your hair can handle it, we're good to go. Like, here's here's what we would probably do. You know, they can be funny. They can be educational. They can be, you know how to tell uncle Bob that he's not invited to the wedding. Like, here's how I would, you know, here's how you can address it, whatever it is. Yeah. Five, like five ways or three ways to set boundaries with your family who is trying to invite themselves to your elopement, whatever it is. I think that there's, I think people really connect with that and it's going to reach the right people. But then the people who find you through a Google ad are naturally going to check out your Instagram. They're going to check out your website. And if you have more of that Melina-ness like coming out, it's just going to be more of a reason for them to go, yes, this this is our person. Because you've done such a great job on your website, Melina, but I do think that you could add more of you to it, you know, like more of your flair. I really want a branding video done soon. Yes. You know, for the homepage. Instead of having that, that picture of me, I want like a video of me shooting and just my face and me and a couple having a good time. I want that on there, you know, up in the mountains somewhere. That's definitely on the agenda. And I think that you're, you're so right about people want to see your face. They want to hear your voice. It builds trust. And that's why I'm really liking the reels is because I'm getting to be silly. I don't care if, if no one looks at them, like I'm having fun doing it. And it gives me an opportunity to like show my personality more so than just a photo of myself that like someone right. took. Yeah. And I definitely want to do more helpful videos where I'm talking because that one, I only have one where I did that. And I was like, this is so stupid. I almost didn't post it. I was like, this is so (laughs) boring and so stupid and no one cares. And then I was like, you know what, I need to do it. And I did. And I had people messaging me on TikTok, which I don't even like focus on TikTok. I just like put my videos on it and like, Ooh, hopefully that does something. Yeah. But someone messaged yeah. me on TikTok and they were like, Oh, I want to elope in Iceland. This is really helpful. I was like, okay, so I guess I should do more of that. Thank you universe. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, it, yeah. It's showing your expertise. Totally true. Yeah. So those are things I'm definitely working on. I think, I think everything that you have saved as a reel, Melina, I would even just download all of them and put them up on TikTok because TikTok does have, I just recorded a podcast about like five things I learned after being on TikTok for a month. And TikTok does have more action taking followers. Like people who are on TikTok are like eager to take action. Like I get so many more people registering for like trainings that I'm offering on TikTok than on Instagram. 
Instagram's again, it has its role and it's great for relationship building, but I feel like TikTok is where people are like, Ooh, I'm going to commit and do the next thing that they're asking me to do. Definitely. I have been, I've been putting my reels on TikTok, which I know is a no, no, you should you should make your videos they outside that, the apps. Yeah. yeah. I, know. <laughs> I don't have the energy to make three different videos. Right? Yeah. So I just put my reels on TikTok and most of the time they do better than they do on Instagram, but, and I'm still learning it, you know, cause it's such a, it's such a Gen Z thing. I need a Gen Z consultant it is. for TikTok. I know my sister set up my TikTok. She was like 18 and I was like, can you set this up for me? <laughs> so yeah, it was, yeah, I definitely had my, my Gen Z sister do that. But I think you, you had touched on something just a few minutes ago that you're having fun doing it. And like, that's what's important. And I, I feel the same. I'm at a point where I'm like, I just love creating for the sake of creating and whether it explodes or not, if it reaches one person who's like, that was really special to me, then it was worth it. Like I, as, as long as you're having fun doing it, that's what's, that's what matters. Oh yeah. Like so I used to hate making reels. Like I was so mad when Instagram. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'm a photographer. Why am I making reels? But now I'll make one and I crack myself up. I'm like, oh, this is a good one. And I post it and like, this is so no good. one, no one looks at it. No one likes it. And I'm like, you know what? I like it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> that's what matters. Yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, no, I think it's reels and TikToks are like little little commercials for your business. It's yeah. just like a quick snippet of like, here's what I do. And now my assistant, Brianna, messaged me and was like, did you know the freaking Instagram changed their algorithm again? And now they're only like, they now they're going to push videos that are like six seconds or less. She's like, what could you even do in six seconds? I'm like, I know, but like, does take some of the pressure off as like the person recording it to be like, if I can just get through six seconds. Good. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's sometimes I make really long, like that's why I didn't want to post that, that helpful one where I was talking. I was like, this is too long. I had to cut so much out and it was still like, I'm sure. you know, more than 10 seconds, but I did like the, you know, just the little bullet points and yeah, it still did well. That's awesome. I think that's a huge sign. I, I think I'd be focusing my efforts on continuing to do that face to camera and educational stuff because inevitably your ads are going to start snowballing. And I'm really excited for that, Melina. But then you're going to have, like I said, like a lot of fat for people to go through. And that's going to keep you afloat a lot longer than just running ads by themselves. They're so great. And I, I know a lot of times as entrepreneurs were like waiting for that silver bullet, right? Of like, this is going to be the thing, but it's like, it's a call. It's a culmination of a lot of little things that make it one big thing. And Absolutely. so by running the ads, it's huge. It's huge because you're getting exposure with, for, with, with people that are ready to commit. But if they can go see all the other little things that you've been doing, like making the reels and blogs, they're going to be like, awesome. My decision is so easy now. I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, definitely. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel good. I I feel a lot better than I did last month. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. December is always a hard month of like, just, I didn't do anything. Just, I literally just watched Hallmark movies all month. I went swimming once and then we were sick for a month and I watched Hallmark movies and then I was depressed and then January came and it's better. Yeah. yeah. We all, with the new year you know, we all get that little surge of energy or that, okay, it's a new year. It's a fresh start. Let's go. And I'm definitely riding that wave right now. 
And I'm like, all right, it's time to get off the couch and do this thing again. And like you've always told me, (laughs) you've always told me the universe is always testing you to see how hard you're willing to work. And that's exactly true. That's very true. So stick it to the universe. Get some Google ads. Yeah. And well, and I'm I'm excited for you for the timing of it all because historically for us, booking season has been January through March. So I think you really hit the nail on the head, Melina, with like timing these Google ads perfectly, but also like the work that you're doing, not just on a like uh, not just the work that we see on reels and blogs, but like the work internally that you're doing is huge as well. Like just getting getting comfortable with this really, I mean, even. Like we've, we put all of our, our income into savings and then winter comes and I'm like, gather more nuts. Like we don't have enough. And so like November, December, and January are always really challenging because like we, we're not going to, like, we don't see a paycheck until May. And so those months are always really hard. So I'm, I'm really proud of you for like focusing on that internal work of like, this is just the test. It's just a test. And like the, the universe tests us a lot when what we want is right within our orbit, when it's right there and it's just going, are you sure you're ready for this? Like, it's just, and sometimes it feels like we're constantly passing tests, but a lot of times it's like just one more and then everything open, the floodgates open. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think the fear is part of it too. Like last month, the month before that I was going through it and you know, there's so many moments where you're like, Oh, maybe I should just stop. Maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just get a job. But then I was like, no, what did I, what have I been doing this whole year? You know, like I'm not going to quit. And because it's scary and it's hard when it is, when you've got nothing going on, nothing coming in, you're like, am I even good at this? Am I, should I really be doing this? Is this safe for me? You know, but Mm -hmm. you just, you just got to keep going and get creative. And I've come up with a lot of creative ways to get through the winter without getting a job. Um, just a lot of hustling. And I'm really excited yeah. for you, Melina. Staying the course. It Nothing would be worth anything if it wasn't hard and scary. Like, oh, yeah. have you ever heard of the, the uh, hero's journey? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Hero's journey. It gets really dark and then it gets, and then it gets better and then it gets bright, but it wouldn't have been a journey if it was like Melina started a business and everything was good. Yeah. The end. Like that's not a journey. Like no. you, you, you have to go through the suck and the uncomfortable and the growth that happens in within that, because it just wouldn't be a story worth telling if, if that's all that it was. Right. Yeah. And you really have to respect the process. That's something I learned last year is, you know, everything is a process and there's highs and lows, there's challenges, there's times when it's easy, there's times when there's nothing. You have to learn to just, you know, be zen with that because yeah, nothing is easy. It's all hard, it's scary, and we're entrepreneurs, you know, we don't have a solid weekly, bi-weekly paycheck. This is like it's it's all the work we're doing and how hard we're willing to work and the perseverance. So yeah, it's super important to respect the process and having doubts and fear and like sitting on the couch for a month is part of that process. It's part of the freaking process. Don't ignore it. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like 
it goes from being really scary and hard and there's not much happening. And then all of a sudden it's scary and hard because you'd bit off way more than you could chew. And you're like, how did I get into this position where like, I'm overbooked, I'm overworked. Like me, I, I went blind. I literally went blind because I had overworked myself. And I thought back to the days when I was sitting in my little 500 square foot apartment, like working on my crappy Wix site with papyrus logo. And I was like, <laughs> it's never even going to happen. There's thousands of photographers in Denver. And then I was like, cool. Now I'm like in a hospital because I'm blind from working so hard. So yeah, there's, there's always the next scary thing that we have to navigate and figure out. So that was very well said, Melina. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Wouldn't be here without you. Thanks so much for being on this podcast. (laughs) I'm so grateful that you were able to join me tonight and be on this. And this is what the fourth time we've rescheduled this podcast. I'm so glad it finally (laughs) happened. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh no, I hope we could still do it. I'm so glad we did it because this just like made my move so much better about all this stuff. Oh, yay. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Melina. And I'm so excited to see what this year has in store for you. It's I, I think you have made all the right moves and you're in the, like such a great headspace about it and ready for the next thing. And I'm really excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. And thank, yeah, everybody, we're going to have Melina's contact information, her website, her social media accounts, TikTok and all in the show notes. So you can absolutely reach out to her, follow her, send some encouragement. If you're interested in booking a funky elopement photographer, she's your girl in Denver. And thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time on the Fearless Vampire Podcasts.